And welcome back to Sisters Helping Sisters. I'm Michelle Dillard, your moderator. And my special guest today is Pastor Casey Starr Long. And she is sharing her story and her wonderful book, Loving God More Than Food. Pastor Casey, you may pick up where you left off. Thank you. Um, so I kind of forgot where I last dropped off, but this is what I want to say is that a lot of times when we find ourselves overeating, when we find ourselves overweight, there is something happening at the root of that. And God allowed me to write the book called Loving God More Than Food to address the root issues that lead to overeating. I shared earlier how that there really was a spirit of fear, fear of not being good enough, fear of insecurity. Um, even in a, a celebratory moment in my life, there was just this root of fear that had to be addressed. And I think about, and I have worked with a therapist uh, over the past couple of years because, um, you know, I love Holy Spirit and, you know, um, despite being in ministry, despite being a pastor, despite, you know, what people may see, I knew that I was struggling in the area of overeating and despite it may not necessarily looking like it to people on the outside, God would reveal over and over that you have to get a grip on this. And I was doing a lot of exercising and a lot of that. And I just think really by the grace of God, uh, I've never gained a lot of weight. But one of the things that God revealed to me, and I've heard Pastor Michael Todd talk about this too, is that gluttony is really not a food issue. It's a worship issue. And God began to reveal to me how I was really worshiping food, that I was running to food as my God instead of allowing God to comfort me. We know that one of the words for the Holy Spirit is the comforter. He is our peace. You know, the Bible is very clear that God did not give us a spirit of fear. And so there would be times where I would feel like God was saying, hey, stop. <laughs> You've had enough. Don't eat anything else. But um, the idea of not having something to, you know, calm that emotion it was just the idea of being uncomfortable. It was almost like I couldn't stand it. My husband, uh, God delivered him from heroin back in the 70s, and he leads a lot of recovery 12-step groups. And he talks about the pain of withdrawal, that many um, drug addicts and now food, food addicts or any time anybody is addicted to something, there is like the pain of withdrawal you find that many people do not want to get clean, especially like with this heroin and fentanyl, because the agony of withdrawal can be so severe. Um, but as I mentioned earlier, I am leading a group of uh, 21 days of individuals who are willing to go on a 21-day challenge, where essentially we're asking God to show us basically foods that have gotten in the way, <laughs> foods that we have run to instead of um, running to him and it's almost kind of like you know going through withdrawal you can think of it as a fast abstaining whatever it is but we decide to put those foods willingly on the altar and we make the conscious decision that God whatever pain we may feel we're going to go to you 
to serve as the comforter. And um, I think that, and I'm still on the journey. I haven't, you know, overcome. I feel like the Apostle Paul, he's like, look, I'm pressing toward the mark. <laughs> I'm pressing each day. It's not that I've achieved it, but um, I am I am much better than I used to be. And one of the ways that um, I am much better than how I used to be is when I find myself triggered, when I find myself that I want to run to food, you know, um, I need to just sit down and just say, okay, God, what am I really feeling? And, you know, if it's a spirit of fear, okay, why am I feeling afraid? Is this really true? What does God's word say about this? And, you know, you can go to the word. I can pray. I can journal. I can call a friend. And for a long time, I used to resist that because I felt like, man, this is stupid. This is so whack that I need to go through all of these steps so I don't overeat. Um, but, you know, working with the therapist and just being real with myself, I have just gotten to the point uh, that I need to do whatever it takes to bring forth healing. When I look back over my life, and I hope that I'm not just rambling, but I hope that somebody is being blessed by this. But when I look back over my life, before um, I ran to food, it was alcohol. Before I got saved, I would just drink. You know, if I felt nervous in a new environment or meeting new people, well, let me just get, you know, a bottle of wine. Let me get some wine and calm my nerves. And so God is showing me that, like, over my life, I have reached out to these other substances to deal with the weight, right? To deal with the things that were weighing me down. And now in my 40s, God is like, okay, now it's time for you to, you know, really deal with those weights really deal with the issues that are weighing you down and deal with it my way. Because when I deal with it God's way, there is eternal peace. So um, I just encourage anybody that if God is beginning to speak to you about your weight, if he's speaking to you about your health, um, allow God to, to go deep. I think a lot of times, you know, it's easy to be like, well, I can lose five pounds. Anybody can go on a diet. You know, we see people, some people who are, you know, getting surgery. And, you know, God has all kinds of ways to help us release the weight. But whatever, if you go on a diet, if you decide that you want to get surgery, whatever it is, you still are going to have to address those emotional needs. If those emotional needs are not addressed, you're going to pick up that weight. And so, you know, I just say that I'm on a journey. And God is speaking and God is ministering. And one of the ways that God is bringing healing and deliverance into my life, one of the ways that he's working with me is by abstaining from certain foods. Um, science shows that um, sugar, flour, high fat foods, ultra processed foods, it triggers dopamine in our brain. And some of us are really um, just easily prone to addictive behaviors. I look back at my um, family history and, you know, addiction um, is a common thread. And so I believe that I have that genetic makeup, right? Um, and so it can be very easy for me to find myself addicted. Like, oh, I eat this. I, I need to eat more. Some people can just eat a couple of potato chips or one or two cookies, and be fine with it. Then there are people like me 
Um, and, you know, I feel like I need to eat the whole package. And so one of the ways that, you know, God is helping me in this journey is um, that I have made the decision for this season to abstain from sugar and from flour um, and from eating while I'm watching TV or reading. So those are just some of the barriers, the boundaries that I feel like Holy Spirit has put in place um, to help me maintain control and to stop overeating and to be at a reasonable to be at a reasonable weight. Um, Joyce Meyer has a book. It's called Eat and Stay Thin, and she talks about that God knows like the weight that we are supposed to be at. And when we allow God to speak to us and to minister to us about what foods we should eat, when we decide to listen to the Holy Spirit, when the Holy Spirit says, you've had enough and stop, she's like, when we're obedient, we'll be at the right size for our body. And so I'm really learning to just allow God to have his way with eight. Um, you know, I'm just really just in this with the Holy Spirit and listening to him about what I eat, what I don't eat, and um, just choosing to trust him. And so with that, I'm going to pause for right now. Well, Casey, I, I really love your story. And uh, for the purposes of this uh, episode of this podcast, um, this I'm just going to reset the room in Clubhouse but also just say this is Sisters Helping Sisters. We meet on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can catch the podcast right here on Clubhouse, or you can also catch it on Spotify. And I just have a couple of questions for you, Casey. Um, when you were overeating, or as you say, loving uh, food more than God, was there something traumatic going on in your life at that time? And then what, what was your highest weight um, that, that you got to that made you say, okay, it's time to do something different? So there, there really wasn't anything, you know, traumatic other than getting married. Um, so that was a big life change. And also, like I mentioned, um, not having a stable nine to five job. Um, and it wasn't like God didn't supply all of my needs. I think that I just had trouble trusting that God would supply. Um, and just really being insecure in my new role as a wife and as someone that didn't work. Um, and we could go back and talk about how I attached my self-worth to, to what I did based off of what I did um, in, in previous careers. And so I found myself just in a place that was just very different. And so the friend that I had was food. I remember the day after our wedding, my husband, um, this was after our honeymoon, and like this is the first day that I am in my new house with my new husband, and he went to take a nap, and I just felt so alone. I'm like, what do I do now? Um, <laughs> and I remember um, our wedding uh, coordinator, she had um, packed up food for us because obviously we didn't really eat much at the wedding. And I just remember being, I am not really hungry, but I don't know what else to do, so I'm just going to eat. 
And I just remember eating, eating, eating while my husband slept because I just felt nervous. I just felt afraid and I just felt insecure. So, you know, it's not to say that there was like anything traumatic that happened. It was just not really knowing how to cope with emotions. Not really knowing how to cope with emotions. As far as my highest weight, again, for me, um, you know, I say it's by God's grace. And I never was at a very high weight. So if I say my weight, some people might be like, oh, that's not a big deal. Um, But God began to show me that it wasn't what I put on the scale, but it was just um, like my behavior and my heart of how I was running to food. So I hope that helps um, because again, you know, you can be skinny and, or, you know, look skinny and still be a compulsive overeater or Mm -hmm. still abuse food, Mm -hmm. be addicted to food. You know, everybody's metabolism is different. Right. And, you know, so I just, I just want to share that. Yeah, you know, when you were talking about the, it's not necessarily about, you know, the weight being on the scale. Um, Many of us are emotional eaters. Um, But I even think about those who suffer from bulimia and anorexia, you know, of course, they're super, super skinny, but they, their relationship with food, it's it's toxic, it's unhealthy. Mm -hmm. And I think so many of us, um, uh, you know, when you're children, you know, you put, they put food in front of you to comfort you. Um, mm-hmm. You're upset, mm-hmm. you're crying, you're sick or whatever. What did mom do? Give you something to eat. And people were always telling us to eat this. You'll feel better. So yeah, definitely is, is it, it can stem from our, 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 our childhood, um, you know, or maybe some traumatic situation or stress. And we will, um, like you say, not even be hungry. Um, I at night, there was a time where I would just eat around three, three thirty, or whatever, and I, that's the time I felt my best. But you know, later on, maybe four or five hours later, I start getting hungry, and it's not so much. I heard Doctor Oz say this: that it's not so much that you're hungry as it is to have an urge to chew. So he was recommending chewing food that, you know, would satisfy that urge to chew, like, you know, carrots or celery or, you know, I love to eat peanuts or or some type of nuts, uh, cashews, Mm -hmm. you know, that satisfies my my urge to chew. And Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, Um, I see Sierra has come up and I think Sierra has has. a, a bit of a story too concerning weight, but um, the name of Dr. Casey's book is Loving God More Than Food, Overcoming the Bondages of Overeating. Her book is pinned at the top here, the link to the book if you'd like to purchase her book. And in just a few minutes, I'm going to ask her to tell us about her other books. But before that, I'm going to have Sierra unmute herself and tell us who she is and um, what she does. Your in your hands. All right. I wasn't expecting to come up tonight, but thank you, Michelle. <laughs> it's always uh, beautiful to share. And hello to my friend Casey. Um, good evening to the room. Yes, I am Sierra Rivers, uh, wife, mommy, child of God, coach. Um, 
licensed life producer. Uh, I wear a plethora of hats and have a few hobbies as well as far as my personal product go, earrings and clothes and things of that sort. So uh, I know you mentioned briefly, I've shared, I'm in commute, so if you hear my background, excuse it. Uh, yes, recently, I would say within the last past year, I think uh, Casey was on another panel and I shared that I've had a 100-pound weight loss. Um, and after four children, 15 years of marriage in November, um, weight just acquired, acquired, acquired. And on in addition to that, grief, eating, um, comfort food is a real thing. The pandemic happened. And so that also a lot of us put on weight in the pandemic. <laughs> I gained about 30 pounds uh, myself and um, kind of just had a moment where my body really started to react negatively from just the, not, I wouldn't even say just the abuse of food. Um, one thing that Casey mentioned, I caught the tail end of that, is that everybody's metabolism is different. And I began to notice that after each child and as I had gotten older, that it wasn't necessarily that I was overeating. It was I was just eating whatever I wanted, whenever I wanted. And if I did eat one big meal, say at the end of the day, it just I noticed it would just sit and I would be so tired and lethargic and not having energy to move around, um, not being able to get up and play with my kids, uh, becoming faint on store runs. I mean, you name it. I was just really, really neglecting my body, but for lack of a better term, and uh, just kind of going. And I think as, as mothers, as um, wives as caregivers is very, very easy to put yourself last. And um, I just had a moment where I was like, you know what? Yeah, this is not going to work. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to, I was going to the hospital because I was having heart palpitations. And it just started to be one thing after, the, after another. I had like a bone spur in my foot. And it's just so crazy because after I had that, or what Oprah called it, an aha moment where I realized, okay, if you don't get a handle on this, uh, this could really be the death of you, you know. And uh, before I know it, you look up and you're, you're like over 300 pounds. And I'm like, growing up, I was never never to the point where I was overweight. Like I had that, that middle space in like middle school where I was a little bit chunky, but by like high school, college, never, never, I could have never thought that that would be uh, my personal struggle. But then you look up, life happens and here you are. <laughs> and so I set my family down and we talked about a plan, got a plan in place. You know, I told them I definitely needed um, accountability a forced reset, a plan, and we just started to put things in motion. And one thing after another, putting things in place, meeting with nutritionists, meeting with professionals, and 
I, this is what I really want to share with the room. Everybody's process is different. And so I'm not against, if you feel like, and this is me, I've done fat diets, I've done all of that. But until I got to the point where I was ready to commit to making it a lifestyle, nothing would have changed. Because I, it would be nothing for me to lose 10 pounds, even 20 pounds. But in order to be able to lock in to lose a whole person, I had to get rid of that fat diet situation. <laughs> you know, I had to really hone in to, you need to feel better, you know. And then the truth of the matter is, when you feel better and you start to shed the pounds, your mentality changes, your confidence is renewed, uh, you're not as depressed. I mean, because that was a, a very oppressed, depressing time because not only is my body aching, I'm not feeling good about myself. You know, I'm not feeling good in my clothes. You know, now I can get three, four, five offices for $50 because my stuff three and four dollars. But it's like, how do you do it? I'm like, well, when you smile, you get more perks. And it's just true. You feel better. You're able to have more of an advantage. And it's not so much because I know that, and I'll digress after this. I know that in our society, uh, we do have like kind of a status quo of what body positivity and acceptance looks like. I'm not talking about that because I still consider myself a, a curvy woman. I'm not a size two. But I know that I'm healthy versus how I felt in a size 20. And then now I feel in a size uh, large, 12, you know, 10, 14, and going up and down. But at the same time, it really, really prepares you, right, for even a readiness for what you are called to do. And whether that's motherhood, whether that's ministry, whether that's business, when you look good, when you feel good, you're able to operate at an entire different space. So I yield the mic. I just encourage the women in the room. Um, you cannot take care of anybody else well if you do not make yourself a priority first. Oh, yeah, I love that. That is so true. You cannot take care of yourself well unless you make yourself a priority first. This is Sisters Helping Sisters, and our topic tonight is time to lose the weight. Not only are we talking about losing physical weight, but we're talking about the weights uh, that the Bible talks about. It says, lay aside every weight and sin that so easily besets us. Um, that could be procrastination, fear, low self-esteem, shame, whatever weight is weighing you down. It's time to, time to lay it aside. Um, we meet every Tuesday at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time right here on Clubhouse. And we also record the episode and you can listen to it as well on Spotify on the podcast. And I'm so thankful to have all of our guests here today. Our special guest is Dr. Casey. and She is uh, author of Loving God More Than Food, Overcoming the Bondages of Overeating. And uh, welcome Rosalind, Linda, and uh, Sierra, and anyone else that has come into the room. And we'll uh, stop the recording on our podcast, and then we'll, we'll pick it back up um, in just a second.
to Sisters, Helping Sisters. I'm so glad you were able to join us. And tonight's topic is called Time to Lose the Weight. Time to Lose the Weight. And I'm so happy to have our special guest here, uh, Dr. Um, <laughs> Pastor Casey Star Long, and we will get to her in a little bit. But I'm going to just share just a little bit uh, before I bring her on board. And again, the, the, the title of this episode is called Time to Lose the Weight. Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which doth so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. I have a question. What type of weight do you need to let go of? What type of weight do you need to let go of? Is it physical weight? I know I can stand to lose a few pounds and um, we'll hear a little more about that later. Is it the weight of frustration? Are we always frustrated about something or just need peace about something? In Isaiah 26 and three, it says, you will keep in perfect peace those whose mind are steadfast because they trust in you. That's in Isaiah 26 and 3. And I think another version says, whose mind is stayed on thee. Psalms 29, 11 says, the Lord gives strength to his people. And the Lord blesses his people with peace. And I don't know about you all, but I know I need peace. And I need peace all the time. No doubt about it. Need peace and need it all the time. God doesn't want us to be burdened down with anything. He says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. It's time to let go of the weight. Let's look at some other things. There are weights in our lives. Sin, emotional baggage, deep hurt, and unforgiveness. All of that is going to make us sick if we don't get rid of it. Loneliness, worry, fear. These are the things that can weigh us down. Entanglement, going back into something that God has delivered us out of. I'm talking about weights. Weights that we know that we need to let go of. Low self-esteem, jealousy, envy, laziness, procrastination, discontentment, mistrust, lack in any capacity, anger, bitterness, lust, gossip. The list can go on and on. Other things that can weigh us down in our lives is we need to lose shame, 
hatred, ignorance, doubt, lack of faith, negative mindsets, proud and arrogant uh, spirits, anxiety, depression, anxiety, depression. These are two things that are just debilitating in so many people's lives. It's just controlling so many people's lives. I don't suffer from it, but I certainly have had times where I've gotten anxious over having to do some daunting task. And it, it just, you know, weighs upon you. But, but you know, these major changes uh, we have to make. We have to let go of these weights. It's like carrying around a ball and chain. I have to rebuke that thing sometimes. And, and just take some deep breaths when anxiety try to come upon me, you know, when I'm worried or overwhelmed with some things. Uh, sometimes during my performances, I get so nervous and anxious and, and knots and butterflies in my stomach. I just have to bind that thing and take all these deep breaths before I go out there on stage. But nevertheless, it's when we hold on to these things they become weights that so easily beset us. And God is saying, it's time to let it go. It's like pulling around, again, a ball and chain or having a yoke around our neck, feeling like it's going to just choke the life out of us. So through the power of the Holy Ghost, we can let go of these weights because we have a race to run. And if we're going to win that race, we can't have all these things weighing us down. Hey, have you ever been to a track meet? And those runners, uh, they're, they're dressed lightly. And, and, and that's because they, they don't have time to be weighted down with a lot of things. They have a race to run. And they have a race to win. The most you'll probably see any of them with is, is that little staff thing that they end up running around with. But the word of the Lord tells us to lay aside all of these weights in Hebrews 12 and 1. Just take a moment tonight and tomorrow and ask God to show you the weight in your life or weights in your life. You may already know what they are. And you have to just let them go, get rid of them. If we don't lay aside the weight, we can get sick. With God being on our side and being our very present help in the time of need, if we don't let go of some of those weights and sins that so easily beset us, it's, it's considered disobedience. And it's weighing us down all the time. And this is what happens. We become unproductive. We become unproductive. We give up easily. We begin to condemn ourselves when we waited, we're weighted down. We have self-sabotaging thoughts. We blame others. And, 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 and we blame God. And we just keep this negative disposition. We become cynical 
when we are just weighed down with this different types of weights that so easily beset us. We end up having to be chastened and rebuked by God sometimes. Of course, he chastens us because he loves us. If we endure chastening, God dealeth with our souls. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? God is concerned about all of us, our whole mind, body, and soul. Our whole being. Somebody put in the chat, it's time to lose the weight. It's time to lose the weight. His word is cleansing. Also, he wants us to get our inheritance. And if all these things that are weighing us down are going to prevent us from going to heaven, then we need to hurry up and get rid of some weights. All of this stuff that so easily beset us, it's, it's weighing us down. Some of us can't move forward in our relationships, in our friendships, in our marriages, in our careers, in our ministry, in our business, because we are walking around like bag ladies carrying all this unnecessary baggage. Some years ago, I, I, I wrote a play and did a play called Bag Lady. No, a girl arrives, you're carrying too much baggage. But I played that song, Bag Lady, about all the baggage we end up carrying around. It just weighs us down, stuff that we don't need to keep carrying. Instead, we need to be casting it on our Heavenly Father. So, someone put in the chat, it's time to let go of the weight. Some of us need to let go of some people. Some people are weights in our lives. There's some people we need to let go. They are literally sucking the life out of us. Every time you look up, there's somebody needing you, wanting to bend your ear about their problems. They want to argue all the time. They want to use you as a counselor all the time. They want to trauma dump on you all the time. That's weight. And when you give the solution or the counsel, the prayer, here they are right back again with the same problem, moaning and groaning about it. The next thing you know, that thing hops on you and you feel weighted down. So there are some people that are weights in our lives that we have to get rid of. And God will show you who those are. Somebody will show you who they are. Yes, God says we ought to bear one another's burdens, which means I'm not, I'm not going to let you go through a traumatic situation alone. I'm referring to those people who repeatedly trauma dump on you. They're sucking the life out of you. You know, when the phone rings, you see their number and you're like, mm -mm, I ain't answering today. I can't, <laughs> I can't deal with them today. Let it go to voicemail. You know who those people are. Or you get knocks in your stomach when they get calling and it's like, oh my goodness. Mm -mm, I don't want to talk to them today. And when we um, counsel them, we must use wisdom. 
Because if we're always carrying and rescuing other folk, then they become dependent on us instead of God. And he doesn't share his glory with anyone. So we must be watchful, even as counselors, spiritual counselors. We know who we need to dump in love, <laughs> dump in love, because they're draining the life out of us. They're draining the life out of us. Because you'll become resentful. And again, it'll be like a ball and chain and carrying around all the weight of these people who do nothing but trauma dump on us. Yes, we must run this race with grace and without the weights that so easily beset us. We have to work to, uh, too much work to do in the kingdom. Some of us have so much weight that, that, that we've been carrying around for years. We can't go forth in ministry. We can't go forth in our jobs. We can't stay in relationship. We just just contrary. We must decide today that we will no longer allow those weights that so easily beset us. We must cast them off and be determined to put them in the hand of the Lord. And we must repent and ask God for forgiveness, ask him for his strength, ask him for the grace to be able to cast off these weights that so easily beset us. And the next thing we're going to talk about, and that is the physical weight. And I'm going to turn that over shortly to uh, Pastor Casey. But this is Sisters Helping Sisters. We meet on Tuesdays at 6.30 p.m. Central Standard Time. We discuss issues that impact all types of women and, and men are welcome too. And um, the podcast goes out via Spotify. And I just want to say welcome to everybody that's in the room, who passed through the room, or who will listen to the replay later. So, Jewel, I want you to unmute yourself, say hello before I turn it over to Casey. And if you have any response to what I've shared. Hi, everybody. Good evening. Um, I am glad to be here and hear uh, from Pastor Casey as well as Michelle. And um, I love the term that you used, Michelle, trauma dumping. I have I've said to some people and they didn't take it well, but that did not become my problem that I am not your garbage can. Once we, you know, talk about some things and hash them out, we're not going to keep ruminating on it. And so it is important that is, is, you know, we consider all the weights in our lives. So I'm excited to hear from Pastor Casey and I relinquish the mic. Well, thank you so much, Jewel. I appreciate it. So, Miss Casey, Dr. Casey, Pastor Casey, I'm so excited to have you here. She is a pastor and she is the founder of So Hope. And um, I am excited about hearing her. She is the author, I believe, of four books. And I'm going to let her share whatever else the good Lord is doing in her life. So, Dr. Casey, unmute yourself and introduce yourself and tell us um, just a little bit about yourself. Sure, well, thank you so much, Michelle, for having me and for sharing your platform with me and 
greetings to each and every one of you, Jewel and Rosalind and Norma and everybody else out there in Spotify land and those of you that will listen to the re- are long. I am a lifelong resident of the city of St. Louis. My husband and I, we have been married for seven and a half years. We are rounding the corner on eight years. Uh, he and I, we lead a ministry, a nonprofit here in St. Louis, where we are called to walk alongside those impacted by incarceration. And one of our initiatives is spearheading a sewing room right here in the city of St. Louis, where we teach people how to sew. And we work with those that are re-entering into the community from prison. And we just share the love of Jesus with them through sewing, quilting, and crafting. As Michelle said, I am an author of several books, but I am here tonight because I really want to emphasize one book that God laid so heavily on my heart, and it is called Loving God, more than food. I mentioned earlier that my husband and I were rounding around that corner to eight years being married, but it was early on in my marriage that God began to speak to me about my eating habits. And God used the transition period going from married and just really life changing pretty dramatically that God began to highlight how I was running to food instead of running to God. And I love, Michelle, how you mentioned about the importance of casting aside all of our burdens and not carrying extra weight. When God began to show me how I was running to food instead of running to him, um, I've shared several times before that initially I was in denial. And God began to show me scenes from real life of me standing in the refrigerator looking for food while my mouth was busy chewing food. He also showed me images of myself going through the pantry while I had chips in my hand. I was looking for more snacks to eat. He also showed me like um, after eating, Um, throwing away like empty wrappers or just trying to really hide evidence of how much I had consumed. So um, Holy Spirit was definitely right on target, showing me that I was really trying to eat my emotions instead of really being honest and bringing those emotions to him. I also believe that God is using me as one of several voices to really, um, I guess, put language to, um, reveal, bring out of the darkness into light, uh, the habit or the propensity to use food as a form of medication instead of allowing God to really minister to the deep places. As I said, um, being newly married, it was something that I had been praying to God for, um, it was it was a true desire of my heart. Um, and so while I was very excited about being married, um, I did not have really good coping skills of handling that change. That underneath the excitement, um, there was fear. Fear like um, just insecurity. Uh, fear that, you know, wait a second, this is new. I really want this marriage to work. 
Um, I had also felt that God was calling me into full-time ministry. And so I did not have a normal nine to five job. And there was fear about um, would God really provide for me? And, And what did that look like? There was insecurity because people, when they meet you, they say, oh, what do you do? I didn't really have an answer to what I did. I'm like, well, I pray. And sometimes, you know, I lead Bible studies and, you know, it was just a really difficult time. And so I find myself running to food. And um, what I am feeling called to do in this season of my life um, is I am leading a 21 day challenge. It's called Loving God More Than Food. It's a 21 day challenge um, where individuals from all around the country, we come together to listen and to hear from God. We invite God in into our life over the course of these 21 days to speak to us about our health, to speak to us about our weight, and to speak to us about our appetite. I had found out, God had revealed to me um, that I was running to different foods to feed my emotions, and um, I really needed to allow God to heal places that I was really trying to bury underneath potato chips and carbs and pancakes and all of that kind of stuff. Um, And what I am finding out, we just completed round one of the 21 day challenge and we're starting a new round of the 21 day challenge starting on October the 8th and we'll go into the 28th. But what we are doing is, inviting God to show us any foods that have become an idol or that have become a God. So some people in the group have shared how they are not eating fast food or, you know, they're not eating sweets. And really what happens is, is that our flesh begins to kind of, you know, buck up and react horribly um, when it is not being catered to, when it is not being fed. Um, but one of the greatest things that I have found is um, I, I, I call it being sober. Um, I had found out that really I had become addicted. My body had gotten used to eating these processed foods. And by me saying, no, I was not going to eat them anymore, uh, my body and my flesh would react crazily. Um, I share in the first chapter of the book how when I felt like the Holy Spirit was telling me that I did not need to go to a popular soul food restaurant, that I began to cry. Um, And that's how I knew that food had really taken a stronghold in my life. And I know some people are like, man, she was crying because she couldn't eat certain foods. But I just challenge you that, um, you know, you deny yourself something that your body really likes. Or maybe you understand where you have had your mouth and your taste buds ready to eat a particular meal and then God calls you on a fast. Right. That is that's so, very, very challenging. I'm going to have you pause there just for a minute, Casey, sure. um, because I want to be sure to get all of this in. Um, this is Sisters Helping Sisters. The title is Time to Lose the Weight. And um, I am talking with Pastor Casey Star Long, and we're going to pick this right back up in just a few seconds. So let me just readjust some things. But welcome, everybody, to Sisters Helping Sisters. We meet at 6.30 p.m. Standard Time. Okay. Then I'm going to stop. 